three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Humble host Hunter. Hope you guys are having a great holiday season. And uh, and uh, guys, uh, we so if you if this is your first time listening, thank you uh, so much. Uh, welcome. Hope you guys enjoy what you hear. And if you've been listening for a little bit, you know we're in the middle of our real uh, holiday series of uh, holiday movies. So we're actually extending that until uh, the end of January. Just because there are some people I wanted to record with who have some holiday movies they really like. Just our schedules couldn't meet and sync up here in December. So we're going to go ahead and extend that till January. By uh, late January, maybe that first week of February at the latest, we will also have uh, our best and worst of 2019 up for you guys. That is, if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know it's my favorite podcast that we do each year i freaking love it and i am working on draft roughly 12 of both lists currently uh still fine-tuning still tweaking leaving all my notes so yeah we'll have that for you guys uh uh in about a month uh, at the latest so i'm really excited to get to that but what i'm excited about to talk about today with you guys is 21 bridges which i actually saw back when it came out in november and i was actually going through and i went did I review 21 Bridges? I was like, oh my god, I didn't. How did I not review that? Uh, so, 21 Bridges, of course, stars... Uh, this is not a Black Panther 2 sequel, unfortunately, but it does star one of my favorite actors right now in Mr. Chadwick Boseman. Um, I have said since uh, 42, of course, the Jackie Robinson movie, that uh, he's special. I was like, this, this brother's really special, and... I've been excited to see what he's done since then. Uh, I can remember seeing him in, uh, not just in 42, but uh, I remember on a scene, Get On Up, and just going, oh man, this this dude is amazing. I will completely pretend that he wasn't in Gods of Egypt because, <laughs> because that movie is terrible. But uh, yeah, Black Panther, has, he, he's earned a couple of mess ups. And thankfully, this is not one of them. I will say... I think this film is going to find a very... I think it's going to find a pretty cult following on, on like, digital and on uh, Blu-ray when it does come out the video. I'll tell you right now, I'll buy this first day just because I really did enjoy this. So, the plot's very simple here. So, it goes ahead and we're following uh, Chadwick Boseman's character. And he, uh, he lost his dad... Uh, I, I wanted to a routine traffic stop. Guy went ahead and killed him. Uh, he plays Andre Davis. And I think what I appreciate the most about this movie is it starts off with a Bible verse. Now, uh, obviously, if you've listened to the podcast at, uh, for uh, a, decent, a decent amount of time, good grief, you guys know that 
uh, it's fun to just take shots of religion. It's funny, even as a Christian, it's like, ha ha. Like, it, it, it's always amusing to me. But I really appreciate the fact it started off with uh, Romans 13, 4, which I'll read to you guys real quick. Uh, for, he is the, for he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he breathed not only the sword, uh, so he beareth, for he beareth, pardon me, not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God. And they really kind of play that out throughout the whole movie. He's almost like, not not the angel of death, but it, the movie does a great job of showing how uh, Andre is not about people messing with him. He, he will fire his gun when it's necessary. And I really appreciate the fact that they kind of established that from jump. What I find interesting, too, about this movie, uh, Chadwick Boseman, he's at the peak of his career. Uh, I'm sure, I bet if he had a dollar for the amount of time that people saw him on the street and immediately crossed his arms, he would own Marvel Studios at this point. Um, I, oh God, I, that poor man having to deal with that. But i do it, too. But, uh, but the fact that this movie does lean, not heavily, but does address the elephant in the room pretty early on he's a black man who's a cop so there is that that pull of you know i gotta be faithful to my community but i have to be faithful to you know my 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 inner community you know my my people black people and i and i really appreciate the way that they address it early on but don't hammer you over the, over the head with it which I think is a very hard balance to, to strike because that, that plot, that concept does come up later in the movie because one of the uh, people he is chasing in this film uh, is Black, uh, his brother Michael, who's played by uh, uh, Stefan James. And if you do not know who Stefan James is, he was in Soma as John Lewis. I totally forgot he was in the one Game Stands Tall. I, I, actually, I, I didn't mind when the Game Stands Tall. Um... But the movie that I remember him in is If Beale Street Could Talk, which I was going to review this, uh, I was going to review last year. I think I'm going to go ahead and review that for uh, our Black Film Series, which is going to launch uh, for in February for Black History Month. I think he is just an incredible actor, and whatever he's got coming up, he's apparently he's on a show called Homecoming, which I haven't heard of, but I might have to start watching just because... Julia Roberts show. He's on that. Oh, okay. Well, damn. I might have to start watching that now. But, uh, but uh, Mr. James is a very special young man, and and I really think he could he could be something moving forward. And the interesting conflict in this movie is not just between Andre and really you know the badge and what that means and how he's defined by that. His father was a cop, so there is that pressure, that added pressure of legacy of being, um, and, and I'll just be, I'll be completely just uh, upfront here and real with you guys uh, as I as I am. Uh, for me, when my dad died when I was uh, when I was uh, fourteen, I remember having that overwhelming kind of oh God, what do I do now? Like. Who am I separate from my dad? And I remember trying to get into music, and I and I do love writing, but I remember just having that realization of going, I'm I'm not good at this, um, like it just isn't my thing, and really being able to separate your own needs from your parents' needs, I think is a really interesting uh, dialogue for the black, not just for you know the black community, but just for 
any community at large and i and i find that very interesting and they dip their toe in it because they are juggling multiple things here i think they do a good enough job of kind of bringing it up but i would have liked them to dive just a tad deeper into that into that pool uh, early on but um yeah so what uh another thing i did love about this movie uh sienna miller uh, yes, I'll just get out of the way. Oh my gosh, she's so hot. Do her up and down. Da, 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 da. But Sienna Miller, after American Sniper, and I think people forget about American Sniper, she's an incredible actress. And between that and The Lost City of Z, uh, I remember really going, okay, girl, like you, like you, you've got something here. Because I think, I, I think with her, she was kind of almost falling to that Kate Beckinsale sort of role where it's like, oh, you're hot. That's all you're ever going to be. She is, I thought she was absolutely fantastic in this. And she ends up teaming up with Chadwick to go ahead and find these guys who are cop killers. Uh, the aforementioned uh, Michael and then uh, played by Taylor Kitsch, Ray, which, okay, so Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor Kitsch, of course, was in Battleship, which is terrible. He was in John Carter, which is also terrible. He was in X-Men Origins Wolverine as a Gambit, which was also terrible. Uh, we never reviewed it. I watched him in uh, Only the Brave. I thought he was actually pretty good in that. And I actually really did uh, enjoy uh, him in uh, American Assassin. I thought he was good in that. I, when he hits, I think he really can be something. And, of course, uh, Friday Night Lights. I really do think he's. I, I think he's going to continue to get better, and seeing him kind of play this guy, uh, playing this guy on such like such desperation and, and feeling this just like this anger uh, towards his positioning in life, I found that very interesting. I was like, you know what? Okay, man. And the dialogue between him. And uh, between him and Michael, I, th I thought it was really interesting considering they are friends. So basically they end up in this, pardon me, wow, they <laughs> having a little beer, sorry there. Uh, but seeing him and Michael freak out because they're in the situation where they go ahead, they're going to do this robbery. They think they're going to get 30 kilos of, of uh, Coke. Oh, fun fact, the place of robbing uh, actually has three uh, uh, uh 300 uh it's at 300 kilos of coke and what's crazy about that is first off they're just completely set up and you go oh damn that's unfortunate for you <laughs> so it becomes a big chase movie between uh, andre trying to go ahead and hunt them down uh the cops at large going oh wow these guys killed some of our brothers in blue uh brothers and sisters in blue uh, you know no, not we're not bringing them in. We're we're fucking killing them like dead where they stand. But then the concept that maybe this could be a part of something a little more sinister, a little uh, a little with a little deeper. Uh, I realize I just went full Stewie Griffin there, but uh, my biggest complaint about this movie is that you can see where this is kind of going like 15 minutes in i'll sit in there going okay so this is going to be this and this is going to connect here and this will connect here and da, 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 da. and the director of of this movie he really does have mostly a uh i want to say he mostly has a uh tv background which 
which makes sense. Uh, Brian Kirk is a director, and he has done, yeah, mostly TV. He's directed a couple episodes of uh, that uh, Hulu show, Hot uh, Hard Sun. He directed a couple episodes of Penny Dreadful. Directed a couple episodes of Game of Thrones, an episode of Boardwalk Empire, which is a great show, by the way. And directed a couple episodes of Luther. And I will say, this felt very much like a long episode of Luther. Um, not quite as good in the writing department, unfortunately, but a uh, but fun nonetheless. This movie is shot like a like a TV show, but it has a budget feel. So I, 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 for me, I actually thought it worked well. For other people, it may not. Personally, I dug it. Uh, this uh, I, I'm saying it's, it's similar to Luther. It's like if you took Luther and you mixed that greediness of, of something like the Shield. And kind of went ahead and went. Okay, this is what we're we're putting out. I I dug it actually. It, it does have this this grimy sort of New York vibe to it. It does feel like a gritty uh, cop drama. It, to compare it to something like End of Watch, I mean, it's not as good as End of Watch, but it is kind of in that. It's very similar in that in that vein. Uh, the shootout where uh, Michael and uh, Taylor Kitsch's character Ray, they go ahead and they um, basically shoot their way out with these 300 kilos. I thought that scene, the action in that, it's so intense, it's so brutal. And I, what I do appreciate about this film so much is that while in certain, you know, like spy films, like I, I will point to the Bond films, sometimes they do romanticize the violence. I love the fact that the violence just felt so raw and it felt so gritty and uncomfortable at points you see people getting shot in the head you're not going like yeah that's great you're going oh my god that's really intense what what the hell are we watching uh it's it's great and you get to have uh you get not just a sienna miller uh i i really thought showing out jk simmons so jk simmons is one of my favorite actors i i showed um I showed uh, my girl, uh, Alea, I showed her uh, some of Whiplash. Whiplash is one of my favorite movies in the last 15 years. I think J.K. Simmons is just, the way he can go from intense to uh, funny to comforting. It, it's it's really kind of amazing to me how he can just jump back and forth between all these different roles and it seems so seamless for him. He plays uh, Captain McKenna. And the problem, again, with something like this is that the moment you see... <laughs> uh jk simmons because it does that whole uh you know shout Bozeman, sienna miller da, 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 and featuring jk simmons and you go okay so they wouldn't bring in jk simmons just for a one-off like oh what are you gonna do he clearly was brought in you know to be something and the moment i saw him and went oh so it's clearly you like you're involved in this giant conspiracy and he is and Again, the, the, you can definitely put parts of this plot together very easily. I had the plot pretty much uh, locked down like 20 minutes in. I was like, okay, so this is probably going to he be here. This will probably be here. But J.K. Simmons and Shadow Bozeman, it the way they act off each other, uh, off each other, and the way they vibe off each other, it really does feel like you're watching almost like a comedy troupe, like a like a drama, like a like a dramedy troupe almost, where they the way they play off each other. And the way they're matching each other's intensity, 
I thought was just inspiring at points, and the last scenes as the, we get closer to the uh, to the climax, I thought was just was just so freaking great. There is a scene where these two asshole cops, and I cannot remember their names, but these two very very condescending dickhead cops. Uh, one played by Keith David, which made me oh so happy. Uh, he's a uh, deputy chief Spencer. But seeing, uh, see, there's a scene where they go ahead and basically ask uh, Andre and uh, Sienna Miller's, uh, Sierra Miller's character, oh, well, how do you guys know that the coke would come from, uh, would, come from um, fr- would come from Manhattan? And the way that Frankie, Sienna Miller's character, and uh, Andre break down how they know it's from, uh, the coke's from Manhattan, or it's, uh, uh, it's in Manhattan, that scene alone, I went, okay, you went up half a letter great just for that alone. It, it's so well done, and it shows that as pretty as they both are, they're not just pretty faces. They really do know their shit as cops. I, I really appreciate that scene. I think this movie does falter more if you don't have that scene showing that they're not just, you know, dedicated to their craft, but they're great at their craft. Um, there's this line... Uh, there's this line that I just love that Andre drops where he goes, I never fired my weapon without just cause. I need to know you got my back. Don't need to have my kid waking up without a mom. Actually, that's what Frankie says to him. My apologies. But I I love that. I love that line. And the problem is, too, I like Frankie's character. Where she ends up, I went, ah, that's a bummer. You can probably guess <laughs> where where uh where that happens and what happens to her but i i was like oh all right fine this movie i know i mentioned the uh luther and the shield the biggest influence this movie would be the taking of pelham one to three because new york because these guys are trying to go ahead and leave the city the fact they shut down all 21 bridges to go ahead and lock them in and basically quarantine them and then smoke them out the way that new york uh or you know new york as a whole or Manhattan, pardon me, feels like its own character. It is very taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3, so I feel like they took uh, a, cue, a cues from that, cues from Luther, cues from The Shield, cues for, um, from something like, like French Connection. Um, I appreciated really everything that they did. Um, the shootout, the last shootout in this movie, I thought was just so freaking well done. I went, oh, hell yeah. Uh, this is how you do one of these if you're going to go ahead and do it. Uh, my only real complaints were the fact that the plot, it, it is very predictable. They they clearly just kind of went, all right, we can, like, this is a point A to point B thriller. But as I kind of have to have, as I have kind of had to tell people, pardon me, not everything needs to be, you know, not everything needs to be an Oscar winner. Nothing needs to make you go, oh my God, I need to go tell everyone to watch this. I thought this was just a fun thriller. It's something I'll buy just because I I, I love Shadow Bozeman and I want to support the brothers, but also because I thought the action was great in this. I thought the, uh, the there's some there's some dialogue that made me perk up and go, okay, like this is this is good. There's really not a line of dialogue I can think of that made me cringe. Um, there's just some stuff I thought was underdeveloped, but nothing that made me go, oh god, you're being lazy. I thought this was just so much fun. And I, I think on a second watch, I'd actually probably like it more. I did only see it the one time. But yeah, this was, this was fun. 
uh, the action's done well. If they were to do a sequel to this, and I don't think this made this did uh, like Game Busters at the at the uh, at the theater or at the box office, pardon me. But I don't know. I I would be curious to see a sequel on this because where things kind of end up, you could do one. Uh, so yeah, it didn't do it didn't do great. So. Uh, production budget was $33 million, on, uh, the worldwide total is 42, uh, 41.2, so, yeah, we're not getting a sequel to this, but honestly, if they wanted to go ahead and, I think if you do a sequel to this, you put out in January, when you do have time to have it, you know, get some links, they put this out right, like, in the same, like, weekend, I want to say, when Frozen 2 came out, and come on, who's going to be Frozen 2, so, that was just wasn't smart, or it was around the time Frozen 2 came out, so, you know, not, not great, but, Overall, though, this is a fun movie. This is definitely something I'm going to buy. You should definitely rent it. Or if it's playing at, like, a cheap theater, like a... Uh, I, I know here in Reno we have, like, our casinos that do, uh, you know, like, movies that have just gotten out of theaters and they do them for, like, five bucks. Go see it for that. I, I think you'll have fun with this. Uh, this is a solid... Ooh, I'm going to give this a solid... Hmm. Nah, now I'm kind of torn on this. You know what? I'm going to give this a B plus. I will give this a B plus. I had a lot of fun with this. Like, I'm sitting here thinking about some of the action scenes I enjoyed and uh, some of the, uh, the ways that they kind of use the Bible to talk about his, uh, his own path of righteousness and how he's trying to bring in these criminals. I thought that stuff was actually really well executed. So, yeah, B plus for me. Uh, you guys should definitely see this. But, uh, guys... 21 Bridges. Have you seen it? What did you think of it? Let me know what you thought in the comments. You can go ahead and hit that like button for us on Facebook. We appreciate the support at The Real Pineapple. You can go ahead and follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at nearmanthefirst. And you can go ahead and follow Colin on Twitter that, at the Real O'Neill. That's R-E-E-L O'Neill. O-N-E-A-L. And you can go ahead and uh, like, share, subscribe to us. Uh, we are on SoundCloud, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify at The Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, go ahead and please go ahead and hit that share button. Go ahead and share this with your friends. Let us know if you want us to review next. Uh, we will have reviews up this week for uh, The Irishman. We'll have a review up as well for Just Mercy. And we'll have a review up as well this week for Mandalorian Season 1, which I just finished last night. And I've got a lot of things to say about The Mandalorian. Uh, guys, I know we're heading to a new year. What's a better way to start the new year than go ahead and treat yourself? Go ahead and get yourself some new jewelry. Check out our sponsor, Stad Guy Studio. That's S-T-A-D-T-G-E-I-S-T dot studio. And use that code REALP2019 for 10% off your order. Uh, don't worry, that code still works. We will be getting a new one, though, and we will update you guys on that. That is R-E-E-L-P 2019. Guys, thank you so much for your support. We absolutely love you guys. Um, we will also have our uh, best and worst stuff, as I mentioned, uh, at the end of January, at the latest, uh, at the latest, absolutely, it's first week of uh, February. And, uh, guys, we look forward to doing this for you guys. We look forward to hearing back from you guys. Um, let us know if you want us to review, if there's something we haven't mentioned yet. And we will talk to you guys soon. Be safe this week. 
Have a happy new year. We'll talk to you soon.